if you tell us we should have a big button, we'll put up a big button. I think you should. <laughs> I think you should. A big red F button, F a green button. Big FIP button. Yes. Yes. It'll say FIP in the button? Yeah. No, it's okay. just a little round button with a little... little, little like the coronavirus? Or, or okay. happy face. <laughs> or a happy face. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's not often we get to talk about happier things with FIP. Sorry for saying Sorry Media presents the Purr Podcast, the best podcast for feline medicine and surgery with tips, tricks, and updates for the entire veterinary healthcare team. If you're dying to know more about cats, keep on listening. Here are your hosts, Dr. Susan Little, famous cat vet and textbook author, and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein, talented surgeon and social media geek. Hello, this is Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. And this is Dr. Susan Little. And this is part two of our exciting yes. FIP yes. session with the amazing... Hello? Steve Dale! Yes, <laughs> yes, Steve Dale. And uh, he told us some secrets last time, so I'm, I'm really anxious to hear a little bit about himself again. <laughs> now? <laughs> Tell us a secret. A secret. Okay, yeah, something about me. About yeah, something about nobody, you, nobody knows. Yes. Okay, um, I once. So I speak at veterinary conferences uh-huh. all over, on occasion, all over the world, uh-huh. and to shelters and and other conferences as well. Once I spoke, you might know this, but nobody else does. So don't say anything if you do. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to Susan now because we know each other. Up at the Lucy Desi Museum. And my name was on the movie theater they have there. Steve talks about Lucy and pets. Uh-huh. Because Lucille Ball, I got to know fairly well. Yeah. And she loved animals. Oh. And she shared a lot of stories with me. Like uh, how when she swam with dolphins in a show that they did, that she kept getting poked in her kidneys by the <laughs> dolphins. And she thought she was going to die because she kept getting poked and poked. And the director said, you're the best actress ever. And she was crying because it hurt so bad. She was not acting. And all those kinds of stories about she was terrified of elephants. And she worked with once with an elephant. And she didn't like that. And she had Vivian Vance do some of the stuff. So all of these kind of behind the scenes stories. Awesome. But she didn't care. So the adage in showbiz, don't work with kids. Children or animals. Right. She wasn't like that at all. As long as there was a laugh, she did not care who got the laugh. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Very cool. Very good. Is that a good one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Because that's not unethical. Uh, but again, I don't know that there's a right or wrong here. That seems to be the path that most veterinarians are settling on, right? To some degree, our hands are tied by the law. Yeah, about promoting something that's not licensed, right? Mm-hmm. But, well, it's more than not licensed. Exactly. So I, I don't we want don't to even make... know what it is. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I think that's the path that most vets have settled on. They know cat owners are going to find it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be kind of hard not to find it these days if you went looking. Exactly. If you go to Google. Yeah, you're going to find it. And there are several Facebook pages. What makes it more complicated is that there are several companies from China doing this. Uh And it appears as though one company, the most expensive, might also have the most efficacious drug. Interesting. But we don't know. Your question will be, well, where's the data that they show? Mm -hmm. I can't answer and they won't answer Mm -hmm. that question. And without data... Mm -hmm. 
it's what do we say and for me it doesn't matter where the drug comes from if it's china mm. or anywhere else mm. it is you need to know what you give your animal because the animal is also at risk if you don't know what you give them. true enough but just me speaking personally mm-hmm. if it's my kitten i will do anything i can possibly do now part of the problem with the chinese company that is the most if you go to google you'll it's see the this come to the top yeah. right uh, but there are others out there but this one charges the most mm-hmm. now they'll, they'll let you pay as you go mm-hmm. kind of thing as treatment continues so they're making some concession for people and i forget what the cost is and i should have looked that up before i came in but it, right it's pricey mm-hmm. and a lot of clients will find a way to pay for it and or can afford it other clients just can't so then they go to some of these other companies which anecdotally because I don't really know, because there's no data, don't seem to have as much success with as many cats. But a cheaper drug. But it's cheaper. Yeah. And what are they putting in it? Yeah. But again, if it's my kitten, I'm going to take a chance, because this kitten otherwise... Is going to die. Well, is going to die, but some say, maybe not. Mm. Without treatment, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Without treatment. But but some say, there's there's a contingent out there that say, okay, if we do these things and provide enough supportive care, some of these cats or kittens, usually it is, can live. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know yeah. whether that's true not or enough. not, but not yeah. that's what they yeah. say because they're so opposed yeah. to this. So it really is a personal issue sure. to some extent for, for the veterinary professionals and for the people who have the cats. I mean, there are some individuals who will say, I'm going to do all the supportive things. I'm just not going to go to China online and do this. Most people, though, will do what they can to save their kitten. And personally, I would be in that camp. Yeah, you understand the motivation. Yeah. You know, it's good-hearted motivation. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, for, for veterinarians who should be scientists as much as they're clinicians, right, it's a very awkward It is, position. And, and it's legally questionable, I yeah. have to say, because, you know, if anything happens uh, and you're involved with it and you, you either provide or you provide that information, uh, you might be liable. And so that's where you have to be very, very careful as a medical provider. You know, we studied for so long to be sure that we, you know, we diagnose disease and we treat disease and we treat disease according to the law. So I think that that's where that's where my difficulty with this mm-hmm. is a little bit. And, you know, what I what I'm really enthusiastic about is that there is something happening now and that there is some studies that are coming out and that there are some companies that really are trying to do the right thing. And what I don't want uh, to, you know, um, I don't want some obscure company to come in and take advantage of this and don't do that research. You know, I think that companies, uh, especially prescription medication companies, have to follow the law in the US and that's, you know, it has to be FDA approved or whatever approval Mm. that they have and then you can use it as a veterinarian. So what they say, the leading company here, what they say is that they are going to eventually get FDA approval to be used as a supplement. Mm. Now, those who know the FDA say to me, no way. Other people say, well, it's possible. I don't know. You know, but again, I'm just providing sort of the information and then veterinary professionals can make their decisions based so even in this room you 
clearly an expert on FIP and on cats. You're kind of coming down in a different place. Mm-hmm. Yola, Dr. Kirpenstein, clearly mm-hmm. a well-respected veterinarian and an Surgeon. expert. And scientist, <laughs> yes. I may say. Yes. Scientist maybe first in this case, yes. comes yes. down in a yeah. somewhat different place. Yeah. So it, there, I don't know that there's even that you're right or he's wrong or he's right and you're Agreed. wrong. You know, it's, it's kind of an unprecedented situation, it is. isn't it? It's yeah. not it's, something it's, we've Well, you know when it happened? Last uh, with HIV AIDS. Uh, so those who have a better memory about this stuff than I do said the same thing kind of uh, happened. There were these black market drugs, yes. include while well, the FDA kind of like hurried up with its approval. But again, if someone is sick or dying, you will do what you can. And some of those drugs seem to have more effectiveness than others. Yeah. Not uh, now it's a little easier, though, because of the Internet. Yeah, and, and I think not something veterinarians have had to contend with very often. Right. I think it's important, too, for other people in the vet profession and for cat owners to realize that, you know, if you go to your veterinarian and you say, you know, I want you to tell me about these drugs, I want you to help me get them, that your vet may decline to do that. And we really should not think badly of them. We should understand that the vet is in a very awkward position and no vet wants to lose their license. Then they can't help anybody. That's right. right? Yeah. So I think we just have to be respectful of everybody's position in this. Until we get a licensed drug. Yeah. And uh, Anavive, I'll say the name of the company. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I think it's great, actually, that they're trying to get at least one of these drugs Mm -hmm. approved as as quickly as possible. And there's a way to do that more quickly if they could show major use for minor species, I think is the terminology. Minor species use, yeah. Yeah. So... uh, and you the, can get a professional, provisional one too, huh? Provisional. Eventually, they can get that first, yeah. and they're going after all that. Mm-hmm. But again, if you have a kitten with a pee, that Today. kitten's not right. That kitten's not going to wait. So yeah. that's kind of the news about that. And by the way, uh, Dave, Doctor Dave Bruett of Anavive spoke, and he explained the whole process so people understand yeah. why the FDA uh, is not taking their time on purpose, but what the policies have always been yeah. for, for drug safety. approval. It's safety. It it's is for safety, safety and efficacy mm-hmm. to show that these, and the right dosage and all those things, mm-hmm. to show that demonstrably with proof that all of this is the appropriate drug for the appropriate use. And that is a good thing that protects all of our animals and frankly ourselves uh, as far as the Food and Drug Administration. So I think that's a good thing that they want to see the data. They want to see the science. Yep. You know, so that takes time to do. So you've got another company or several from China jumping in there mm. because for the moment anyway, they can, there's a void. Yeah, there's a void. Yeah. But but there was much more okay. discussed at this okay. event. Uh, there was. So headlines. Give us headlines. 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 Yes. Okay. So the vaccine for FIP that is currently available, if it's even available, because it's so hard. Yeah. No. Would you recommend it? We have not. We have never used it in my practice. And it's not. It's actually one of the one of the vaccines, and there aren't many that the American Association Feline American Does, Association doesn't, doesn't recommend. Right. Right. American Association of Feline Practitioners is what I was trying to. Yeah. It's actually non. It's not only non-core, it's non-recommended. Not recommended. Yeah, and there aren't many of those. Um, however, according to those who work on vaccines that were there at mm. this event, that have done research that WIN is funded and others, uh, they think that it's possible now because we know so much more. We know more. Yeah. Mm. Now, what Dr. Peterson said 
is he doesn't want to see a vaccine against the coronavirus, interestingly enough. Mm. And I bring up the coronavirus. Mm. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. He wants to see, because he thinks that that won't ever, I don't want to put words in his mouth here, but that that won't ever work because the coronavirus will just adjust Mm. in time Mm. very quickly to a vaccine. And we've seen that with other vaccines and other viruses, yeah. Right. So there happens to be this coronavirus that recently jumped from some animal, I guess. Bats, maybe, whatever. I I thought it was a snake. No, no, no. The latest Uh, thinking is a, um, oh, it's not an anteater. It's a, and it's not Pangolin. Pangolin, right. Which is the most, thank you. It's the most trafficked animal on the planet, apparently. And endangered. Yes. And what was that animal doing at a market? Well, illegally so, they have them there. And it jumped from this animal pangolin most people don't even know what this animal is right so it jumped from this animal these scales apparently are a delicacy mm-hmm. and super something like that so it jumped from pangolin is the latest thinking i don't know yeah to people yeah so the thinking is that there may be it's a coronavirus that did this so when SARS happened, another coronavirus, we were both on the board and we were, yes, we were rooting for SARS. Well, because, <laughs> sort of. Sort of. Because we knew that the it National would, Institutes of Health yeah. would fund studies. Yeah, it would spike research. Right, really. right. Yeah. So the hope is that that will happen Maybe again. Maybe a little research boost again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's my For hope. all coronaviruses, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Which exactly. includes cats. But what's interesting to me and sad is that in some places in China, at least as of today, depending on the city you live in, the government is telling you to get rid of your cat or dog. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, oh, really? Yeah. It's still happening. And they're actually throwing dogs out windows. Oh. Yeah. Because, so you know, so when people, I guess it's a human nature, when people are terrified and they don't know what they're terrified of, ignorance yeah. kind of takes yeah. over. Yeah. And, but it's uh, a completely different strain, isn't it? It has nothing to do with dogs. Yeah, but Correct. you know, in in the in the in the in the knowledge void, in the terror of the moment. Mm. Yeah, this exactly. Is what happens. And it's so sad because yeah. it's re- as you point out. Yeah. It's it's There's ridiculous. There's no link to cats and dogs. No, and in fact, yeah. uh, the uh, world small. You mentioned Mike Lappin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's the One Health one chair, health, yeah. and they just put out a press release. The World Small Animal yes. Veterinary Association. And we'll put a link in our Yeah, we'll put so a That link would be great us. because yeah. that press release says, d- to our knowledge as of today, there's yeah. no risk whatsoever. Yeah. The of dog this and happening. cat coronaviruses seem to be particularly adapted to dogs and cats. It's when you get these new ones in species that, you know, we don't normally have coronaviruses in or we don't normally see, and then they'll jump species. If yeah. there's a danger, I guess, and I'm not even sure that there is one really, mm-hmm. it would be that the coronavirus that is causing all the problems in China and people could jump to the animals. But the coronavirus they have, they've had for eons since there have been dogs. Yeah, it's well adapted. And cats, it's well adapted to them. And it could jump to people, I guess, at some point in time. But that's not the coronavirus that is the problem. So scientifically, what they're doing or saying mm. to people makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. But as you point out, emotion, yeah. emotions, sometimes, knowledge, yeah. in distress, yeah. people don't make sense. No, no, no. That, that, that 
that is pretty logical. But uh, yeah, it's that that's a very interesting fact. I think. Mm. Yeah, it's a shame. And, and it's you know we just need to emphasize what a horrific situation those people are in right now. Yes. And how many people are dying, yeah. which is awful. Yeah. It is. It is. Now, something else that came out of this event uh, was uh, from the perspective of a board member of Wynn Foundation. It was a financial success. So here's what happens when we make money mm-hmm. off an event, which we did. Mm-hmm. It goes back in the FIP mm-hmm. studies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is like... Uh, we have a very happy board of directors right yeah, now. Yeah, should be. Yeah, because because all of this, all of this knowledge, and I'm missing many of the headlines. I could talk about more that was talked about, but everything about FIP was like laid out on the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could write a book about just FIP. Mm-hmm. So from, are you going from to write, write a white paper about this? Or? So what we great question. Mm-hmm. So we had all these panels. For example, there was a panel on shelters. So we brought in shelter veterinarians, some of whom we have funded to look at FIP in shelters. Each of these panels, we are going to do a white paper on wow. exactly, and a kind of a consensus statement. Mm-hmm. Panel by panel. Yes. Smart. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Oh, good. Good, good. So good. we'll have to stay tuned. And where will yes. that be published then? Hopefully everywhere. Oh. So, so what we've begun to do is people like me are publishing in Catster. Yeah, yeah. You know, the popular press. I think that's important too. Uh, but we want things to be published in veterinary publications. So we're looking at all of the usual the, suspects. Yeah, the vet can, magazines. Yeah, 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 yeah. The veterinary. But is it more the, the popular magazines or is it scientific magazines? Yes, both. to both. Good. Because I think both audiences, <laughs> the message is different, yeah. but both audiences, the message is the same in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. So both both audiences, I think, very important. Because I think that a, a lot of veterinarians still have difficulty. Well, you tell me. You mm-hmm. talk about this all the time. Yeah, it's tough to understand. It's a tough disease to understand. Yeah. So yeah. at the very basic level, mm-hmm. let alone what's new, because I don't even know how you guys can read all of what you read mm-hmm. to keep up with everything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, no tough. veterinarian in, in practice there are lots of veterinarians that this might be the first time that they're hearing about some of this. Yeah. And I understand that. So we want to get word out there. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. That Yay. and you guys asked me. Thank you. But, but of course, yeah. but uh, it's to get the word out yeah. there. And I think that's so important. And that's yes. why we have a podcast. Yeah. And to so exactly we really appreciate uh, this uh, for sure because yeah. I think this information is really important. Yes. Yep. And we'll put some uh, links to uh, the information as it comes out in uh, in our show notes. And, uh, and we it, always like that. Do you have anything win. right now that we can already link to some of the information? or We can something? provide that. No, some of no, it's coming. Can. A lot of it's coming. Yeah. And we can provide Good. that. Do you have a the website ep- that we... Yeah, sure, promote? sure. And the other thing we're going to do on this website that I'm about to say that you will promote uh, is we will put the notes actually up there oh, nice. from, from the entire event. You know, we have it transcribed. I've read through them, uh, and uh, some others who have read through them who know more than I know. Oh, that's great! Just to make some of the corrections when you transcribe things, just to make sure it's right. Yeah. And we're eventually going to put that up on our website, winfelinefoundation.org. W-I-N-N felinefoundation.org. Yeah, great. Perfect. And then there is a big button that says FIP, or mm-hmm. how do you find? Is it a, a very obvious way to go to? If you FIP? tell us, we should have a big button. We'll put up a big button. I think you should. <laughs> Thank you. Should a big red F- button, F- a green button, big FIP button. Yes. Yes. It'll say FIP in the button. Yeah. No, it's okay. just a little round button with a little 
Like, like maybe, the coronavirus? Or, or okay. happy face. <laughs> or a happy face. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's not often we get to talk about happier things with FIP. Right. Well, forever. Pretty rare. You know, so at least now there are some options available that were never, ever available. Uh, the other thing is that we understand the disease more than ever. Yeah. And what came, another consensus that came out of that is we're now ready to take the next step. So if there's a vaccine, so I don't, I don't think I ever finished this. So now the, the people who make vaccines that were there said, you know what? Um, we think we could do this. Yeah, now. they see they see new avenues. Yeah, now. they see new targets. Yeah, that we never knew of. Exactly. Yeah. That new targets is ex- exactly right, and and they feel confident that given some time and money, so please give us money mm-hmm. because we're not done. Yeah. You know, and wouldn't it be nice if we didn't even have to talk about treatment? We could talk about prevention, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, so right. that would be yeah. ideal. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So time is up. Yeah. So, no. Thank you so much. We're I know it's so fun. I know. Yeah. This has been great. A high so. note. You're giving me CBD. Oh, oh that's another oh, podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, wrong yeah. podcast. We can talk about that for uh, <laughs> wrong a long podcast. <laughs> We're not going to do that. But thank not you very today. much. Yes, thank you, thank guys. Appreciate it. Oh, and and you guys, thank you because what you've done by this podcast is bring veterinary medicine to everybody, and podcasts are a thing now, yeah. and they are so fun to listen to oh, so subscribe awesome. yay and Thank give us a good you. rating please yes so yeah. if you go to any of the pod, uh, podcast platforms in the world or there just uh, go to our link and subscribe yeah and so per podcast.net that's it and you can see all of our episodes mm-hmm. you can listen online directly on the website or anywhere you listen to podcasts spotify itunes anything instagram facebook we're there we're there yeah, we're, we're everywhere. waiting for you. My toaster oven. You're yes. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little scary uh, if we start coming out of your toaster yes. oven. In the you have. <laughs> and on that Thanks, note, we better say goodbye All and right. get some help for Steve. Thank you. Dr. Susan Little is a feline medicine specialist with two cat-only hospitals in Ottawa, Canada. She is best known as an international speaker and as the author and editor of two textbooks, The Cat, Clinical Medicine and Management, and August, Consultations in Feline Internal Medicine. Along with three cats, she also admits to owning two dogs, and you can follow her on social media with the handle at Cat Pet Susan. Dr. Yerla Kirpenstein is a diplomat of the American and European College of Veterinary Surgeons and a big cat fan. His specialties range from surgical oncology and reconstruction to minimally invasive surgery. He is the author of two textbooks on basic and reconstructive surgery. Did you know he was allergic to cats? Yola works currently at Hills Pet Nutrition. You can follow him on social media with the handle at G-V-E-T-S-X. The opinions of this podcast are those by Dr. Susan Little and Dr. Yola Kirpenstein. Veterinary medicine is a complex profession, and often there are multiple diagnostic and therapeutic options for different disease processes. If you're a pet owner with questions, please go to your local veterinarian. If you're a veterinary professional, ask your questions on our Instagram page, at Per Podcast.